The conference finals are in full swing and the action increases from game to game. This is where the contenders that's big time here in Phoenix are separated from the pretenders to give you some skin in the game. DraftKings will be offering free to play pools every day. Of the basketball playoffs offering players a free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes. Yep. That's right. Up to $10,000 in total prizes are up for grab each day. The best part, it is completely free to play. The DraftKings free to play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, Go to pools and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. All you have to do is answer a handful of questions around what you think is going to happen during that day's games and track your results throughout the evening. Questions will range from what team will hit the most three-pointers to which team will score first. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code TBPN when you sign up to get free your free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes every day of the basketball playoffs. Head to DraftKings Pools page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code TBPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for full details. Tim Kitzer here, the voice of NBA Jam and NFL Blitz. Welcome to the Solar Panel. Tonight's matchup, Espo versus the Silver Fox versus Carmel Thunder. Boomer Shakalaka. Ahoy, ahoy. Bunker for three. You know, when we channel our energy the right way, we can make big things happen like tonight. Three-pointer. Pitch. Devin Bunker on fire. Rattle looking, throws it. Alley. Oh! I'm just so happy for all the people around me. You know what I mean? And to do it here in L.A. with the Clippers, that's my family too. We didn't want to do a game seven. We want to do it here tonight. Chris Paul is in the NBA Finals. What do you think when you hear that sentence? Man, it sounds damn good. Damn good. It's been a lot of work, man. Hello and welcome everybody into another edition of the Solar Panel. I am your host, Greg Esposito. And whether you're watching us live on Facebook, YouTube, uh, basically anywhere you can watch it live or if you're listening to us on demand on the podcast, we appreciate you, the Flaming Ballers, more than you know. Ahoy, ahoy. We got one heck of a big show, but I can't start this without introducing the man, the myth, the legend. He's the Silver Fox, and we call him that because his beard and his hair are as shiny as that Western Conference Championship trophy. It's Steve King. How are you, Dave? Hey, I like that. Let's go. And when, and as always, the Carmel Thunder from down under. It is one Saul Bookman. Saul, how are you, sir? Fantastic. It's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful weekend. Here Look, we I wish we had time for the usual, you know, joking around and making fun of you too, but we just don't. We've got a jam-packed show, and joining us right off the top is one of my favorite guys over at the Phoenix Suns. It's Langston Galloway. Langston, thank you so much for taking a few minutes and joining us on the show. No, thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it being on. And, uh, hey, let's, let's, let's get into some conversation. Yeah, look, look, <laughs> first time, two-time player guest here on the show, so you're making history. But speaking of making history, on uh, the other night when you guys clinched the Western Conference, 
What did it feel like for you? What was that feeling to know that you were on your way to the NBA Finals and four wins away from the Larry O'Brien Trophy? No, it felt great. It felt great. I think that, um, I mean, if you really look at our whole playoff run, I mean, there's been a multiple amount of guys that have stepped up and uh, really closed our series. And uh, just to see us close out the way we did and, and get a chance to see CP, like just do what he does. And, and um, I mean, he, he really just put the team on his back and really just went about it um, in a way that, you know, no other can do it. And uh, I was, you know, thoroughly impressed just to be there, be a part of something so special. And, um, hey, we, we're, on a, we're on a magical run, that's for sure. We're, I mean, this, is, this thing has uh, been a lot of fun. And, um, hey, we we just – everybody knows that we're celebrating, but at the same time, too, it's like, hey, look, we got four more to go. That's that's the ultimate goal is, you know, getting this championship, bringing this one, this, you know, the first championship to Phoenix, and that would be history right there, history in itself. Tell us a little bit about CP. With uh, He just had such a tough time getting COVID at the beginning of the Western Conference Finals. Then he comes back in, and, and I, for some reason, he's hitting only 30% of his shots and going into game six. What were you thinking? Like, uh, how, how, was, how was the mood in the locker room? What was the thinking around whether CP could break out of that or if the other guys just needed to pick him up and carry him? And which, what did you think was going to happen? Yeah, no, nah, I mean um... – Going into game three, him coming back, like, people don't realize, like, how hard it is, like, playing basketball, and all of a sudden, like, it's ripped away from you. Like, you can't play basketball for, I mean, what, he was out for 10 days? Yeah. And then coming back and then playing in one of the most highest, high-pressure games in the history of, you know, his his career. Like, you know how hard that is, like, just to stop and then all of a sudden, hey, let me pick it back up and say, let's let's get back going. So, uh, I, mean, I mean, a lot of kudos to him, his mental space, uh, his preparation, because it, it's tough. It's tough to, to go through something like that, not knowing, hey, when he will be back or anything like that. And then all of a sudden, they look, throw him back in there. He's back starting. Like, you got you to get it back going. got to get all the, the, the rust off. And, I mean, the first couple of, you know, the – Game three and four, you can tell the rust was still there. Like, conditioning wasn't there. Game five, like, you can see his rhythm was starting to come back a little bit. He started knocking out his midi a little bit more. And then game six, that was a culmination of everything. Just like, all right, I'm back. Let me let me close this thing out. Let me finish it the way I want to finish it. And, um, hey, that's, that's, that's a storybook ending. I really can't speak much more. But, I mean, his whole playoff run this, this season has been a storybook ending. And, um, hey, I, I don't see why not. Hey, let's – go win a championship and really finish it out the right way. You know, Langston, I, I'm sure that uh, you would like to see the court a little bit more, you know, in the playoffs. But uh, in the meantime, uh, how are you How are you keeping yourself prepared for if your moment does come? Because obviously we know in the playoffs anything can happen and with the rash of injuries from coast to coast, it seems like um, anybody can get, get their moment. Um, how are you staying mentally prepared and locked in for if your number is called? Yeah, yeah, I mean – Anybody in my position would want to be out there playing, uh, just showcasing themselves uh, for, you know, be a free this summer, like being able to showcase myself going forward. Whatever happens, happens. But um, in all evidence, uh, in all responsibility, all professionalism, like I think that from my my standpoint, 
I look at it as an opportunity. Like every single day is, is, a, is another opportunity for me to get better. I take practice now. It's like that's my game time. Like we come in, we, we get a chance to play. That's my game time. Or uh, I'm working on specific skills. Like right now, like just picking and choosing things that I've been stealing from, you know, CP book. Uh, campaign. I mean, guys that are all on my team, I, I just steal bits and pieces from their game and work on it when we're playing against uh, each other or playing uh, in, in you know situational games. So uh, that's that's my biggest thing and how I take each and every day now uh, and knowing and, and keep myself prepared and, and mentally locked in, knowing that, hey, my time can come or, you know, if it doesn't come, hey, I know I've prepared myself mentally and physically and, hey, going into the offseason, hey, I know I've, I've set myself up going forward. Your shoe game is one of the best in the league. I mean, obviously, you're going to be playing on the biggest stage coming up. Do you have anything special ready for the finals? I got something really special. <laughs> so please be prepared for what I have on my feet. Some of you guys might not know what it is, but, but be prepared. I, I'll definitely uh, have something special for sure. Like, are they going to be gold-plated Nikes or what? What's going on here? <laughs> What's going on? Hey, look, that's, all, that's all. Only hint I can give you. Just, just, just stay tuned. Stay tuned. That's all. I mean, I don't know if they're going to be filming practice or anything like that, but uh, I, I have more than practice. And then uh, specifically, hey, when it's game time and everything like yeah. that. So, uh, yeah, be prepared. Back, back to the future self-lacing shoes. That's my guess. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> hey, take us inside the locker room when you guys clinched it. On uh, on Wednesday night, um, what uh, we saw some of the clips, we saw some of the film of, the, of everybody dancing around the trophy and all that. Is there anything that people haven't seen that that well could be shared on a on a? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, not really. I mean, it was just funny. Like when we first got in there, uh, everybody was like, "Where's the champagne?" And then, and then everybody was like, "Man, we only." Use the champagne for the championship, man. Like it's water right now. Go. So that's that was the funny thing. Like we walked in, that was the first thing that everybody kind of said and mentioned. Uh, but we're just really excited. Like I think that uh, you know we've had a uh, day off and uh, like we're ready to get back to work today and um, and just get this thing started. Like we will be tuned in tonight, see if uh, Milwaukee finishes out, and then um, we're just ready to, to get back on the court and, um, and keep this going, keep this thing going. You know, in your career, I'm sure you've had big wins before. And, uh, you know, it, there's something to be said about enjoying the moment as much as possible while you're in it. And I know Monty is um, one of those coaches that is that enjoys the moment, but the next day he's over, he's ready to move on to get to the ultimate goal, which is the NBA Finals. Um, when, when you're sitting there in that moment, what are you thinking as it's happening? Are you Are you relishing it or are you already thinking about the next step? No, no, no. You you have to relish every single moment because you know that you might not ever come down this road again. Like, for example, like this is CP's first time getting to the championship in 16 years. So, like, you know, a 16-year career, and this is your first time getting to the championship. So, um, I mean, that's, that's amazing just to get there. Like, there's tons of players that have said they've gotten there and never won. So, we, we're so excited to get here. But at the same time, too, we were just so excited to enjoy this moment and then build on, like, hey, all right, let's let's enjoy it and let's move forward and then start preparing for whoever we had to play in the championship. And then, then the, just to kind of follow up on that, uh, you know, I know there's been a lot of talk about Devin Booker, right? He've 
I like to say that he's like Andy Dufresne in Shawshank Redemption where he had to crawl through 500 yards of shit just to get come out clean on the other side. Like, that's what it is, right? He went through five years of some awful, awful seasons here in the Valley. And now in his first playoff, it's okay. Bring the kid in. It's all good. He was here last, he was here last time. Remember that? He was here last time. It's all good, yeah. Um, you know, in, in his first playoff appearance, how impressed have you been with him and, and how he has reacted in his first moment to really shine on the national st stage at this level? No, he's done a great job. Um, I think from a standpoint of our whole team, um, I think everybody's been waiting for this moment. And, you know, I know everybody says, hey, our nucleus is young and, hey, maybe we'll get opportunity to get to this point, you know, later in, you know, the run as a, a, a unit. But, um I think our whole mindset is, hey, why not us? I mean, I've, you know, you've seen it on CP shoot. Like, why not us? Like, uh, you know, just why not me? It's like everybody has that mindset. Everybody has that kind of um, kind of built-in factor. It's like we've gotten to this point because of every single player on our roster has been excited to make this playoff run, but everybody on our roster wants to win a championship. And I think that – you know, for deep book, like I think that that's his mindset. Like, hey, look, if I can get to this point in my career, win a championship, like this would legitimize my career thus far. Like, you know, so many people have written them off. Like, hey, look, you just out here scoring points. You're not out here trying to win games. This and that and the third. And hey, he go out here win a championship. He's gonna shut all the all the haters and doubters up. So uh, obviously, oh, sorry, Espo, go, no, ahead. go ahead, Dave. I was just going to say, so obviously you had the 40 point uh, triple double by Devin Booker in, in game one. And then you had the, the incredible 40, 41 point game by Chris Paul in game six. But you guys aren't there without that Valley Oop in game in game two. And you guys played those two games without Chris Paul and found a way to win both. Tell uh, what. Is there anything we haven't heard about or, or anything you want to share about the, the design of that play and how, the, the end of that game and just how that all came about? Uh, you talking about the, how the play was drawn up or are you just saying in general? Or just Three. overall. Just, you know, they, they you had a 10-point lead with a couple minutes left and they somehow found a way to take a lead and you guys had to have that incredible play just to win it. What was that like on the sideline? Basically, how how every coach in the in the world has that has that in their bag, and it never works. But yep. this time, it worked. Yeah. Why? <laughs> no, I mean, first and foremost, I I just think uh, mentally, physically, I, I just think this is it's our time. That's that's what I, I think it's our time. Just um, with all the guys that are on this roster, like it's it's our time. Like this is our moment, and uh, and we're just living in it right now, and. Um, and then for, for, for that situation and, and the whole game, game two was, was, a, was a different game just because you had a lot of different guys step up. Campaign had a, I mean, a phenomenal game. Um, I mean, you had uh, Mikhail, Jay, like all those guys like stepping up game two, like having big, big moments, like different, different stops. Um, and I think that, Towards the end, we needed a stop. Um, didn't get the, didn't get the stop. Had a turnover, um, and then we're like, all right, we're down three at this point. Well, we're thinking we're down three, 
and then PG goes up there and misses both of the free throws. Like, we're just like, wow, like this is this must be meant to be or something. Like, we just were just shocked. And and then um, just to just to see that that situation like happen. Um, like I said, I, I just think it's just meant to be. Like right now with everything that's going on. I think it's just meant to be for the Phoenix Suns to get a championship this year. That's that's how I feel. I'm sure there was moments other, you know, in the season where you're like, man, we're we're, we're pretty good. We could do some things. But was that the moment where you were like, you know, maybe you guys were in the locker room like, hey, hey, <laughs> like what? <laughs> like, I mean, like first and foremost, like no, going into the series, knowing we weren't going to have CP, like that was like, all right, okay, we got to figure this out. But knowing, like, I don't think anybody said hey look we can win the first two games without cp like that that definitely wasn't on the radar and then for that to happen um i think it woke up a lot of people like okay all right this phoenix suns team they, they got something special going on over here and um and you know like i said i'm just excited to be a part of something special and um and just just be right there for every single moment one of the things that have been special about this run uh, has been the fans. They've gotten a lot of national attention, but, but as a player, what has that support meant? What has, what they've been able to do and, and giving you guys a home court advantage really meant for the team? Oh, it's meant a lot. Um, I mean, I think we were one of the first teams to get most of our fans back. And I mean, from the jump, from when they said, Hey, look, the, the ticket office is open and the fans can come back in the arena. Like they've been there since day one. Uh, and, and I mean, they've, they've had a charge and, and they've been excited for every single game. And uh, it's, it's really, it's really made a difference. Like you can see teams come in the arena and like they have trouble hearing, they have, have trouble um, executing plays. And I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing to see. Uh, and, and I mean, the Phoenix Suns fan base is amazing, and I'm I'm really excited to, you know, see everything that they've uh, been doing for us. Like showing up at the airport, it's 12 o'clock at night, and Man. we got 20,000 fans out there, like waiting for us. Like when we get back home, and like that that's that's huge. That's huge. It goes a long way. And then um, um, then the support on the road. Like I mean, you got. Fans out here fighting, sons and four, like this is crazy. Like, <laughs> this is crazy. Like this, this, this truly is like an amazing, like just, um, just run. And uh, I, I couldn't be more excited for uh, the Suns organization, and then also too for these fans. Like they, they, they do a championship, and hey, I, I feel like we're gonna bring them one. We're gonna bring them a championship. Well, look, I, as as one of those fans, uh, I gotta tell you, this is. Hey, this city loves this team uh, and has for years, but you guys have done something and continue to do something that's truly special, and, and we do appreciate it. You make the, the city proud, and uh, and thank you for all the efforts that uh, that you guys have put forth this year. It's uh, It's been something to remember, especially coming off of what we all experienced as, as people in, uh, in 2020. Uh, he is Langston Galloway. We really yeah. do appreciate him taking a few minutes for us here on the show. I know you got to get four ready. Four more wins. Uh, four more. That's four it. more wins, man. <laughs> more we wins. we appreciate it. And uh, and if you, uh, I won't say 
when you guys host that hoist that Larry O'Brien trophy, we'd love to have you back on and talk about all that, Langston. For Are sure. you going to salsa dance with Jay Crowder when uh, at, the, at the final <laughs> Hey, I'm going to be doing a lot more salsa dancing when, when that happens, that's for sure. We'll be celebrating, that's for sure. He is go. Langston Galloway. Thank, Langston, thanks so much, man. Good luck at practice today, and uh, and have a great 4th of July weekend. Thank you, yeah. guys. Appreciate it. Have a good one. All right. Thanks, Langston. Uh, you know, I, I always love talking with Langston. He's oh, he's yeah. such, such a good, a good guy, guy, and uh, you know, really, obviously, is enjoying this run, cherishing it. And I love to hear him say something special's going on here. They feel it. Mm -hmm. They know it. And and it's not just from the outsider's perspective that it looks that way. They are very aware of the unique opportunity in front of them. Oh, absolutely. I mean, again, like for a guy that's that that hasn't seen a lot of a lot of court time here in the playoffs, uh, you know, for him to to soak in the moment, be a part of this team. You know, those guys on the bench that might not get as much run as they would like um, are equally as important uh, to to the success of this team just for their support. You know, those are the guys that are there no matter 24-7 on the road, on the airplane, you know, yeah. behind the scenes in the locker room and veterans like him encourage and keep the the momentum going privately um and so th their contributions to this team cannot be overlooked oh, hey my yeah. favorite langston move was um helping get mikhail bridges off the ground after he had a a diving layup and mikhail had fallen under the stanchion and lang langston galloway ran down the sideline helped him up and, and threw him back out onto the court to run down and transition that's great but that's that's what this team's about. It's all about just you know lifting the next guy up and doing everything that they need to. Great teammates. Well, look, I told you this was a busy show, and I'm not lying to you yeah. because we don't have any more time to chit chat because we've got another friend of the program joining us. Bobby Marks from ESPN is here on the show. Bobby, thanks for taking some time out. Espo, Dave, and Saul here with you. Uh, you know we've we've had you on before. You were one of the few that. Uh, nationally, I think, saw the potential in this team. You're definitely one of the few at ESPN that picked them to beat the Lakers. Uh, I assume you're not surprised by uh, by what the Suns have been able to do this playoffs? No, I'm not surprised at all. Uh, I've been saying it all along that um, this team reminded me a lot of that New Jersey team that we had in 0102. Um, the similarities were there where you know, we had gotten Jason Kidd in the trade from the Suns at the time, and we our roster was young. We had Kenyon Martin, Richard Jefferson, Kerry Kittles, guys that really never tasted playoff experience um, before. And it wasn't concerning for me that um, if Phoenix lost a, game, a home game in the early rounds to go on the road and, and try to uh, steal a win here because, you know, when you, when you go out and get a guy like Chris Paul, kind of the quarterback of your, um, of your roster – he brings a kind of a sense of stability with everything. And you got a great coach and, and Monty. And um, I just thought that, um, you know, during the year, I thought that this team was probably in that five to six range, right? When we started this journey here. And then when you, when they started to reel off games and they were not losing consecutive games, right? They never really went in on a stretch where they lost four in a row or five in a row here. Um, and it put them in a position to get in that, that, that two seed and they were fighting for one that they could do something here, you know, especially how the West was shaken out here, the Murray injury in Denver. And, um, when you get the Lakers in round one, I just thought everybody bought into the mystique of the Lakers, LeBron, him never losing in a first round, 
and they never and everyone kind of bypassed as far as from a talent standpoint, right? Like when you match both rosters up, and I'm sure Laker fans are probably saying, "Well, Anthony Davis never gets hurt. We're going to win that series." I don't, I don't think so. I really don't, you know. Um, so yeah, so I've I've thought that this team has had a chance to get to an NBA Finals probably since um, probably right around the All Star break. I thought they. Um, if you put them against Utah in a, in a conference finals, they would have been the better team here. Um, and now you're, as you guys said, you're four ways away from winning it all, which is crazy because I remember talking with you guys two years ago and I, it was like the same time of the year. Cause I was in Connecticut for ESPN and I was sitting in the hotel at the double tree and we're doing this. Right. And, we're, and I'm like trying to think like, Man, how can I bring hope to these guys? We were trying to think the same. <laughs> how can I bring hope? Cap space. Oh, cap space sounds good, right? I think that was the year that you signed. I think that was the year you signed Ricky to that deal, right? Oh, the yeah. Draft, you know, the Suns were and, um, nineteen and sixty-three. Oh, it was before the cam. Um, it was before the trade yeah. with uh, Indiana. With uh, you know, they got they got crucified on with um, crucified. Going My man, sorry, cash considerations, sorry, baby. Sorry. Oh yeah, yeah. We're eleven more cash, and then yeah. TJ and um, they pick Cam at eleven, and everyone had Cam in the twenties and the mocks, right? And they're like, "Oh my God, what are they doing?" And as you mentioned, like TJ for cash considerations, and we're thinking, like, goodness, I don't know how much better this is going to get here. How how do I instill hope? And as you see, like. I, and I, it's funny. I just did a um, a segment on Sports Center um, about thirty minutes ago, and they asked me like, "Are they the blueprint for teams? How to build rosters?" And I said, "Yeah, in a perfect world, that's the blueprint, right? Like, <laughs> you draft and develop four guys, you uh, hire the right leadership positions with Monty and James, um, you do the Chris Paul trade, and then you get Cam and um, Corey, uh, Tory Craig, and free agency, yeah. uh, or actually uh, Tory in, in a trade, Cam and." Um, Jay Crowder and free agency. Yeah, that's perfect, right? Like if all the other 29, like sign me up, right? Like let's do it all. Yeah. But like, as I said, like that started in 2015. Like, yeah. like you have, how many front offices have patience to go through a six or seven year um, process? And I think what happened was when you hired James, when James took over from for Ryan, and you hire Monty, like it was like a clean slate, right? Like they're going to see it their way as far as how do you build? You already have some foundation pieces with Booker, um, Bridges, and eight. All right, how do we see it our way? Um, you can't just keep on drafting and developing, right? Like we never see that like an organically team built that way. Like you got to go out and, and take a high risk trade with you know, with Chris um, there. Go out and get some veteran free agents and. I guess they're the perfect blueprint, man. But you guys know it took 11 years to, to do this where nobody has the patience at all to do it. Yeah, no, I was, I was trying to do a comparison the other day, and I'm thinking, what well, could a team do use the Suns' blueprint? And I'm thinking, well, you've got the Sacramento Kings. They're on a 15-year yeah. playoff of the streak. All they got to do is they got to find an executive of the year among recently retired players. They got to find a coach of the year among a – coach who was fired five years ago and hasn't had a job again as a head coach you got to nail every single transaction and yeah. you have to hope your big three that you already have um uh what which would be probably De'Aaron fox marvin bagley and tyrese halliburton turn into 
irreplaceable core of a finals team. If all that goes well and you nail every single transaction, the Kings could be just like the Suns. So I think probably so the closest guys, probably the closest is Atlanta, right? I mean, I guess yeah. probably when you look at it big picture wise, Atlanta is probably the closest blueprint to what Phoenix is. When you look at um, their draft and develop guys, Trey Young, John Collins, Kevin Erter, um, you know, those are your core guys. And then you look at what they were able to do. Capella is not Chris Paul, but gets them in a trade. And then they have the opportunity to add those veterans with Gallinari, Bogdanovic, kind of there, you know, certainly what Nate's been able to do, um, Travis Schlenker, GM. That's probably as close as a team as far as that blueprint. But it took them, what, they were in the lottery four years, three or four years here. It wasn't like they just flipped the switch. And fortunately, they probably caught a couple breaks and they made a coaching change in midseason. But, like, I mean, Orlando, Sacramento, Minnesota, like, I mean, you're just kind of like, look at those teams would love to be where Phoenix is, but it, you know, those teams are taking them 15, 16 years and they still kind of can't get out of their, their way. You know, with the matchup with the the Hawks and the Bucks, uh, just from the finals perspective, I'm not going to put you on the spot and say, who do you think you'd like to see? But I will ask you, what do you think would make for the best series between the Hawks and the Suns or the Bucks and the Suns? I think Milwaukee would. I think um, if Trey is healthy, and that's a big if, I think Atlanta's foot speed probably concerns me a little bit because I think he saw a little bit of a dose of that in the Clipper series. Um, I said this after um, I did Phoenix radio after they lost game five, and I felt that when uh, the Clippers got off to that 20-5 to start, and I felt like that with them going small, it felt like um, the Clippers were on a power play, right? Like they felt like they had an extra guy out there where they were just whipping the ball around, and I thought – Phoenix's foot speed was a little bit behind. So I, that would be concerning with me, with certainly with Trey, as far as keeping up with him. And then you have the shooters. You just surround with shooters. Um, I think with, with Milwaukee, it's like, all right, we're going traditional big versus traditional big, right? We're going to go eight in Lopez down low. It's going to be like the old days here. And I think what's interesting is that the Bucks kind of found a little bit of a formula in game five where they basically took Brooke off the perimeter and put him down low. So Aiton wouldn't probably have to chase him, but does that change if Giannis is back? And now you need the sp- now you need some spacing here. So I would think for me, um, if I was Phoenix, you know, probably Milwaukee, w- I would probably want to face them more than maybe Atlanta, but I already set my pick in either team. I put Phoenix in five, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> there you, you know, go. There. there so, we go. um, but yeah, I mean, home court matters. I think, especially when we get to this um, this round. I think um, winning on the road, they've proven they can do that here. But probably from a matchup standpoint, I know the Giannis factor, but who knows where he is health wise, right? Like, I mean, that's a that's a, a knee is a knee. Sprained ankle is a little bit different here. Middleton certainly has played well, and then you've got your your reserves with Portis. Um, you know, you know, certainly what PJ has been able to do. But I think if I'm Phoenix, probably if you had to ask me, I'd probably say Milwaukee. Yeah, uh, you know, we talked about some of the luck that goes into putting together a roster, but there's been a lot of talk uh, about the Suns, if they win this, there needs to be an asterisk on this championship (laughs) because of injuries and, oh, the Lakers were without AD and Jamal Murray was out and Kawhi. In the end, Bobby, does it it matter? I mean, to, to Suns fans, we're sitting here going, it 
everybody has some semblance of luck, but in the long run, does it matter? Will this be a championship? Whoever wins it with it, with an asterisk by it? No way. Why is it? Why is it Phoenix's fault that you've been relatively healthy? I mean, besides certainly Chris with the shoulder and um, you know, and then catching COVID. Why is it? It's not your fault. <laughs> you guys are healthy. Yeah. Like as I said all <laughs> along, like. The goal is to get to the, the finish line in one piece. Now, the finish line is an NBA Finals, certainly. Like, and teams haven't been able to do that. Brooklyn, you know, the Harden and Kyrie. I'm not putting an asterisk because, yeah, probably on paper they're probably more talented, right? Than maybe Phoenix could maybe make it. It would be a great series, but they're not healthy. LeBron, AD, they're not healthy. You know, you go down the list of um, Kawhi. Kawhi's not healthy. That's that's nobody's fault here. We see injuries every year. This year is just probably magnified more because there's more all stars and you know certainly the shortened season. We've you know we're talking about that more um, as far as you know how we squeeze in all these games. But you win you win on you beat two LA teams and um, and a pretty good Denver team and do so closing out on the road. I mean, close out in all three. In all three, yeah. Yeah, you know how hard those are. Those are ridiculously hard because you the the the, um, the mentality is usually like, yeah, hey, we got home court to rely on, right? We'll just go back and win game seven at home, right? And then you get yourself in that position. But there's no asterisk for me, definitely not. And I don't think there should be. I mean, we can go back. If we want to do that. We can go back to every year. We yeah. can go back. We go back night last year with the bubble, right? Put the asterisk next to the Lakers. We'll go back to. Um, you know, certainly with, um, Katie and Clay getting hurt, we can do that. Like, you know, Toronto earned that series back in 2019. So definitely no asterisk for me. Do you think it's odd that, that the teams that really occurred, these injuries are the teams that have basically, you know, practiced the mantra of load management, right? Um, for the most part, do you think there's anything there are, and, and the other question to kind of back that up is, do you think players are not, you know, uh, I guess prone to playing with certain injuries and fighting through them, um, rather just opting out to get completely 100% healthy? Is, is there a mindset change there? Well, I think with, um, you know, certainly with Brooklyn, because they're kind of in the forefront with load management, like I think those guys were legitimately hurt, right? Like Harden was with the hamstring at the end of the year was legitimately hurt. And they tried to, you know, take as much time as possible. What, 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 what gets, you know, interesting is that he goes through that Boston series and is healthy, right? And then you get game one and he, and he automatically pulls that, you know, or I guess a strain that hamstring here. So I think everything is just situational um, as far as what happens. Kyrie sprains his ankle because he lands on Giannis's foot. I mean, it just sometimes happens, you know, same with, um, same with uh, Kawhi. Um, you know, we could go in and do an in-depth study if, you know, playing the shortened season has impacted as far as from a muscle standpoint, uh, from a fatigue standpoint here. But, but it is interesting that a lot of the teams, the LAs, um, you know, certainly the Lakers, Clippers, Brooklyn, um, teams that are not playing right now, um, are guys are teams that really focused on load management just because their ultimate goal was, as I said, to get to the finish line in one piece. Losing a regular season game did not mean much. Getting the two seed instead of the number one seed for Brooklyn did not mean much here. Um, their ultimate goal was to get to a, to get to a finals. You know, there's one big difference 
uh, Bobby, between your nets from the those two finals appearances that you compare this Suns team to uh, and this Suns team here, is that there's no peak Lakers and no peak Spurs yeah. to have to try to yeah. beat in the finals. I mean, you guys made it all the way through the East and, and with great story, great team building and all that. And then you had to hit the buzzsaw in the finals. This Suns team doesn't have that. I mean, Milwaukee's really good. Atlanta's really plucky, you know, just like the Suns are plucky. Um, but I feel like, like you said, no matter who it is, the Suns would actually be favored in the finals. And that it's just, it's just incredible that the Suns are in this position and they took advantage when, you know, if we had watched another team getting here uh, to this point, we, oh, why didn't the Suns take these chances? Why didn't the Suns, you know, take advantage yeah. of this window? Well, they are. Uh, and that's, that's what makes it fun. Thank you so much for coming on, Bobby. I appreciate you being our guy for years. You know, I feel like you're, you're our guy. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. Thanks for, uh, I, I appreciate you. You know, even though you guys are tasting that success, you still, you still think of me to, uh, to come on. And this thing, this thing is not a one year, you know, this is not a one year thing here, guys. Like you enjoy it this year, go out and win a championship, but you've got the core in place, right? Like your core, you know, Chris, we know what the player is player option, but your core guys, and certainly I think Chris will be back. I mean, you could do it again next year and you could do it again the following year. Like this is not, um, I always say roster, roster, um, you know, sustainable roster. You have a sustainable roster to continue this, to keep on building, right? It's just going to make cost you a little bit more. (laughs) (laughs) Don't tease us with a good time. Bobby, we'll, we'll always uh, have you as part of the show because you answer our phone calls, so you're text. <laughs> so that's that, that's the important part. Well, Bobby, I, I just want to know one last question: Can yeah. we make Suns and Five shirts with your face on it? Since you're you you're, you're... you want. Well, shoot, I was the only one who picked. I think I was the only one who picked Suns against the Lakers, so you I definitely were. deserve a key to the city at least, or a free meal. Or no, you got to be part of the parade. You're going to be in the parade. I don't think my ugly mug would want would be a hot seller compared to Suns and Four or hey, Suns and Did five, you see so. the guy? I mean, yeah. <laughs> we're looking. We're going to have you on the float, and DeAndre Ayton will hoist you like top. a trophy. I don't have a tank top on right now. I got a regular like polo shirt. Oh, don't worry. Photoshop works really well. <laughs> well, Bobby, we really appreciate you. Uh, make sure to check Bobby Marks out all his uh, all his great work at ESPN, whether he's on SportsCenter, writing, tweeting, whatever it is. He does a great job out of it, and we always appreciate you coming on, Bobby. Enjoy your 4th of July weekend, my friend. Th- thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks. Thank you, Bobby. Bobby Marks from ESPN, and I, wow. I love talking to that guy. Very nice to have it in more of a positive. Uh, we're not talking cap space in July. We're talking <laughs> potential rings and trophies. Hey, guess what? We can't stop and talk whoa, whoa, whoa. because we got – Wait, 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 wait. Before you get to that, you know what? We got, we got to do it to my man here. I just want to remind everybody what happened back in the draft when we were talking about Chris Paul and we brought my man Corey Williams on. I don't like Chris Paul on the Suns, man. I just You don't? don't. No, I don't. Say why. Oh, Corey. Man. Say, say why. Say tell us why. Chris is washed, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no. He was an all-star no. all-NBA last oh, year. No, no, he Corey, no. Oh, no, dropped him right out. We had to remove him out. No, no, Corey. No, no. Is <laughs> he <laughs> You're looking at Aiton, what he needs, Devin Booker getting some relief off the ball. I think he'll be great to give them a steady hand out front. So those frantic possessions where the Suns were missing opportunities, Chris Paul will clean all that up. 
Defensively, he's okay. I, I like what he did this year in the bubble. I watched him, and he laid in the weeds until the fourth quarter, and then he just flipped the switch. He doesn't guard anybody because he can't get in foul trouble, <laughs> and he saves his little bit of juice for the fourth quarter, and he does close people out. There's a handful of guys whose reputation is bigger than their game right now, and that applies to the NFL too, but we're not talking the NFL. But their reputation walks in the door, and their game is what their game is. Chris has an all-the-way wash. I'll take that back because I see the look on Saul's face right now. He's not washed, but he's he's near the tub with the soap in the water. <laughs> do you know? Do you know who you're? Yep, yep, that happened. <laughs> that happened. And I can't say anything because I had my own epic. Yeah, you had your own moment, and we've we've already rehashed that yeah, several so. times. So I just. Corey, I just tell you know, we have roasted Esco very much about the same thing, but we wanted to bring you on just to kind of maybe give you a chance to recant a little bit, if you will. Corey, He's you there? speechless. Hey, Corey, you, you got no words? Or? Uh, you know what? I can't believe that was, but it was. And yeah, you bring up. Oh, no, I mean, you know what? I'm going to. Oh, Corey, Corey, we're having some uh, some audio difficulties with your stream I right now. Not Chris. Okay. Oh no! I mean, we have to See, remove him from the oh, stream. No, he's it. trying yeah. to take his Mia Copa. We can't. I don't know him. that. It, maybe it wasn't a Mia Copa. Maybe that's why <laughs> it's it was. He's acting as if it's broken up because he's unwilling to uh, <laughs> to do that Mia Copa because. <laughs> Well, you know, he's he's got some investments in bathtubs. He doesn't want a, a bad mouth that. Yeah, you know? like that was one of my favorite quotes we've ever had on the show. And even though it proved to be the worst we've ever had on this show, uh, the one you know close to the bathtub, uh, one foot in, got the soap ready. Is it was fantastic and made even better because it couldn't have been more wrong about Chris Paul. He is about as far from washed as a guy a, a guy at thirty six years of age can be. I mean, uh, to be fair to Corey, and I'm not, trust me, listen, everybody calm down before you start throwing your hate vibes my way. <laughs> to be fair to Corey, you're, you were talking about a 35, 36-year-old point guard coming to the end of his career, right? We we all figure maybe he's got four to five years left at the most, right? And, um, and, and you just didn't think maybe you would get this level of production the same way you got an OKC, even though it was a year removed, you got a longer season coming your way, you got a lot of things kind of you know, trying to figure out. And I mean, talk about somebody that completely proved everybody wrong um, or, or right, depending on what side of the fence you were on. And I know all of us, at least all of us on this panel, as soon as he said that, we were like, what? <laughs> no. Yeah. Because we figured at the very least, he was going to be a step up from rookie Rubio. He was going to help this team. And he did yeah. say he was going to help clean up all the, the BS um, you know, the wasted possessions, and that's exactly what Chris Paul has done. So to his credit, he did say that, but that that I watch that so much that I would have so I would have awesome. come back on Corey and said, Look, man, you can talk about soap in the water, but <clears throat> when CP scores 41 in the closeout game of the Western Conference Finals, you're gonna be <laughs> feeling bad about this. We're gonna give Corey one more chance to see if he can he can figure this dream. Corey, is your 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 sound good now or what? Man, I'm up here in Phoenix. I can't get a signal, so but I think I got it squared away right now. Yeah, All we right. got you now. Okay, so your response. Go so ahead. I can't not Chris Paul because I thought about it and I said, you know what? It wasn't Golden State's fault when he got hurt. 
and they were able to get past the Rockets. And it's not Chris Paul's fault that the Western Conference has seen the injuries that they've seen. And I thought back to my own personal career, and the whole thing that you want is you just got to be ready when it's your opportunity. Guy played 16 years in the league. He had horrible luck on numerous occasions with injuries. I think I honestly held that against him. But lo and behold, the pendulum swings the other way. Other guys are injured. And now Chris Paul finds himself in the NBA Finals, a very winnable NBA Finals. And I got to say, it's it's literally karma. Now, the way guys guard now versus, you know, 15, 20 years ago, I think the, the NBA would have done away with a LeBron, would have done away with a Chris Paul in a more physical league. But the fact that he can manipulate and dictate the game from the high post screen, it's insane. I almost want to yell at my screen. These kids don't know how to defend the ball screen. There's no reason someone his age should be dropping 41 points in an NBA game, but yet and still he does it, and I got to give him a ton of credit. I mean, he makes it happen. So, so Corey, are you draining the tub and putting the soap away? Is that what you're saying here? <laughs> I, I got I to move him out of the bathroom because these coaches can't see <laughs> yeah. the to stop him. It's insane. You're going to let this guy – you're going to let this guy ball screen you to death and you just stand there in your little sweatshirt and watch it for 35, 40 minutes? It's frustrating. But then again, I mean, at no point has anybody said, we're going to make Cam Johnson beat it. We're going to make uh, so we're gonna make Bridges beat it. We're going to make Payne beat it. Like, it's insane to sit there and watch Chris Paul dominate the game. But he is a great point guard. And I think the coaches have so much respect for him. They dare not double team him. And I don't think he'll see a double team in the finals either. Uh, I gotta be. You know, I, I gotta be honest. Interesting. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Esme. I was just to say, I, I gotta be honest. Corey is is doing the most impressive walk back, not walk back I've ever heard uh, uh, of a man go by here. That's oh stepping in and out of the bathroom. Right <laughs> you know what? It's 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 me. It's me recognizing two things. One, Chris Paul still had a lot more in the tank than I thought he did, but I also got to say, full-strength Lakers, full-strength up. I don't think we've seen any quicks, but it's kind of funny that he's breaking up right now, again. Yeah, as, this is when he's breaking as, up. Yeah. <laughs> the, you, you talked about karma, Corey. Every time you started to bring up that kind of BS, you started cutting out, so I don't know what happened. <laughs> So, Corey, we appreciate your time. We appreciate your time, uh, and 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 we'll we'll fix the audio next time. And we we'd love to have you back on. Okay. He's Corey right, Williams. Corey Williams from yeah. ESPN. I swear that that he's doing it on purpose every time. He goes, yeah. goes that direction. You no, know, what I wanted to say was the Lakers actually did. Uh, focus on taking Chris Paul and Devin Booker out uh, with their defense. They still had the number one defense in the league, even missing LeBron James and Anthony Davis for a third to a half of the season each. And they did a good job of taking those two out. Um, and the Suns did beat them with other players, DA and the other guys. I mean, that's, that's exactly what happened. The Suns know how to win in a lot of different ways. It's not just about Chris Paul scoring 40 to win a game. Oh, they took the Clippers did it too. I mean, in in Game Three, Booker and and Paul were were basically shut down, and the Suns won it with defense. So you know that this team has figured all that out, and you know it, people are people are going to bag on uh, on it. And, you know, I, I was glad Bobby 
uh, actually looked at it from a national perspective and said, hey, none of this asterisk talk, none of this, right. none of this crap. It, it You respect a team for getting to where they are and facing who they face. Well, you know, also, we that's completely ignoring the fact that Chris Paul gets hurt in game one of the, of the, of the, of the first round against the Lakers. Yeah. Okay, if the Lakers come mentally prepared and ready to go, and they don't miss half the damn season with LeBron and AD, maybe they're maybe they are more you know of a well-oiled machine, and they win Game One, and maybe they go up 3-0 instead of going up two to one, and they can afford to rest AD for maybe two or three games to get to a Game Seven, and now we're talking about a different story. But they didn't because a lot of they were. There's a lot of ifs, ands, and buts. And if my uncle, if my aunt had a mustache, she'd be my uncle. I don't give a shit. Like, sorry, that's just how it is. So we we need to move on from that narrative because every single year, like Bobby said, you could go right down the rosters and somebody had a key injury at some point in the season or the playoffs that affected X team. Look, hey, uh, it is what it is. Hey, Saul, you uh, were the one who picked the Suns over the Lakers, even when they were supposed to be yeah, healthy. So I said that I'll that's when it. I wanted to play the Lakers because yep. I feel I felt like they didn't have the chemistry, and I felt like injury wise, they were probably more prone to those kind of injuries anyway. And that's exactly what happened. I'm like Nostra Thomas, baby. Your uh, your mustache comment isn't true. I'm Italian. I I have plenty of aunts with mustaches. They are not my uncles. That's all I'm going to say. But yeah, uh, no. Look, are you sure? Hey, 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 now. hey! Do I need to transition to a manscaped hey, dad right now? now we're no, hey, hey, we'll, uh, hey we'll speaking do, of manscaped, hey, look at that. The hey. lawnmower 4.0 in the background of Saul's shot today. If you <laughs> if you are an aunt who actually is an uncle or you're anybody that needs a uh, a fresh set of the boys downstairs, the lawnmower 4.0 from Manscaped is the best in the business. We highly recommend it, and we could talk about. Clippers now because the Suns have defeated the Los Angeles Clippers, so we will promote the lawnmower 4.0 again on the show. I will also say that it's not. I, I know it says manscaped, but the ladies like it too. Like my my lady likes to use it to to kind of you know freshen Person up the scape. old. You know, yeah, yeah it's personscape. There you go, personscape. Well, it's you know whoa I mean? man or manscaped. It does not whoa, matter. Uh, you can. <laughs> whatever, whatever it takes, uh, whatever gets the job done. And if you want to get the job done, head over to manscaped.com. Use the code flaming ballers for uh, 20% off. And, if you want to uh, trim the bushes shipping. and not scorch the earth, this hey. is what you oh. use. Hey, look at, that. <laughs> look at that. By the way, I may have to use the lawnmower 4.0 on this uh, playoff. Yeah, you're that fast, week old. Uh, this is the worst thing I've ever had on my face. Take that as you will. Uh, this is just—I—I need a, I need a professional. <laughs> I need a professional trimmer, and I think the lawnmower 4.0 may be what uh, what takes care of this playoff beard once this whole run is over. Uh, but yeah, so if you want to save that, save that scratch and uh, not scratch your boys, head to manscaped.com. Use the code Fleming Ballers. Get twenty percent off and free shipping. I, I want to bring up a new segment on the show today because, you know, why not jam everything we could possibly jam into one program like we are today as the Suns are on their way to the finals. We are going to bring in a new segment that we are going to call Major Props here. It is brought to you by DraftKings and uh, McGregor versus Poirier 3 is all set for UFC 264. Every punch, kick, and knockout means so much more with the DraftKings lineup on the line DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of ufc is giving you a shot at huge cash prizes for this weekend's fight that's uh, coming up 
next weekend. Uh, DraftKings is offering all customers a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. If you haven't tried it yet, Fantasy MMA is easy to play. It really is. I've, I've actually done this. So just pick six fighters, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for advances, takedowns, and much more. Uh, there's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to compete for a million dollars in total prizes. It's McGregor versus Poirier. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, I, but I, I think it is the rubber match. Get in on the action now. Download the DraftKings app and use promo code DRYHEAT for your shot at millions of dollars in total prizes throughout the week. That's promo code DRYHEAT to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. So I said eligibility right this time. But the premise of uh, major props is a simple one, gentlemen. I'm going to give you a prop bet. You tell me what you'd, what you'd take, where you would think you're going to make money. And we will actually use some of DraftKings prop bets, but today I've made up one for you guys as we head to the finals. In the finals, does Devin Booker miss more free throws than games he wears the mask? Dave, we'll start with you. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go with miss more free throws. No, wait, sorry. I mean... He's not going to wear a mask at all in the finals. So I guess. So you'd be picking. He'll miss more free throws. He'll miss more free throws than games (laughs) he wears a mask. Yes. I had it right. He'll have more missed free throws than games played with a mask. Yes. Same. That's exactly where I would go to. I'm going to say he has more games he wears the mask than, than free throws that he misses. Because... Even if he starts the series without the mask, the first time somebody touches uh, that nose or comes close to it, he's going to put the mask back on based on doctor's orders. So that is my guess. We will do more of these. I, we, I, it, we're keeping it short because we've had uh, too many people on this show probably for one show, three guests. So uh, we want to actually talk some Suns basketball here and look at the uh, at the finals, but that is major props brought to you by DraftKings. Our friends over there use the code Dry Heat uh, when you play their daily fantasy games. We really think that uh, you'll enjoy it. So you know, I actually think that one of our favorite segments on the show is uh, is going to happen today. I think we can uh, stat Dave uh, potentially here. You got oh yeah, it? yeah. Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> Stab me, Dave. No, I didn't say you. Had, I don't want to hear that one. Stab me, Dave. Give me, give me, give me two seconds. Give me yeah, two seconds. Give Dave give two, two seconds. Or give Saul two seconds. Give me, give me two yeah. seconds. That this you know, that's the, usually well, that's usually as long as it pause. takes. Look, when uh, when you have, <laughs> hey, when, when you have hey fourteen now. guests, you think you'd have time Saul to upload some things. Saul didn't have to talk man. much today, but that's I didn't. Fine. But here we go. Here we go, Dave. Ooh, Dave, stab me. There you go. All right. No team in NBA history has made the finals the way the Suns have made the finals this year. No team has gone 10 straight playoffless seasons and made the finals in their first return to the playoffs. And no team has lost as many games as the Suns did in the five years prior to this <coughs> season. And made it to the finals. It's just incredible what is happening. But the Suns are the first ever 
to do what they're doing. So to say that other teams should follow their blueprint, sure, why not? <laughs> good, good luck. Good luck. Yeah, lose for eleven years and then get really, really lucky with a really talented team that you've put together. Yep, that's a uh, good luck copying that. That's not going to happen. Uh, Sacramento I got one and more the lights. Too. Oh, De- hit us with it. DeAndre Ayton leads the playoffs with field goal percentage, making over 70% of his shots, and his true shooting is over 70% as well. And he's giving up the lowest field goal percentage against on shots defended at 35%. Basically, he's making two shots for every shot he gives up. Wow. You know, you know, you know what I'm gonna say, and this might be controversial, but whatever. If if DA continues to play the way he has been playing in these playoffs, right? Let's just let's just take the Western Conference Finals for example. If that was the NBA Finals, there's a sneaky suspicion that they would have given the MVP to either Booker or Paul, and I I would have been like that's 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 wrong because DA was by far the most consistent through all six games for this Suns team than either one of those two. Granted, it wasn't Chris Paul's fault that he got COVID, but he still missed two games. You can't give him the MVP because of one game. Same thing with Devin Booker. He had one really, really good game and another okay game in game five. He had 30 points, but we we all acknowledge that like the decision-making and, and, and lack of team ball was uh, was an issue in that game, right? And then the other games, you know, Pat Bev got in his head. He just did, and 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 the mask and the nose and all this other stuff, all that combined affected Devin Booker for sure. Yeah. So, but Da, there there was no issues in any of the games. He was still the same Da. Game five was probably his worst game, and he still had a double double. Like, so I think if Da does that in, in the NBA Finals, he should be the MVP of the NBA Finals. Will that happen? I doubt it. They'll probably want to give it to Devin Booker or Chris Paul, but that's just my two cents. A uh, reminder, if you're stat me last f- for more than four hours, please consult a physician. Hey, man, uh, <laughs> as, as Buck Dog pointed out, I can do back-to-back stat me's without a break. So <laughs> yeah, look at, look at that. Uh, no, but I think one thing that's getting completely overlooked is the little nugget that Chris Paul dropped on all of us post-game after game six. Yes. That he has torn ligaments in his right hand. In his shooting uh, hand. In his shooting hand that he found out that apparently occurred in game three. uh, And he still went out and dropped 41. But that's not, I mean, that's, that's extremely impressive. But what's even more impressive to me is no turnovers. Yeah. And, and this dude is rocking what is a seriously injured hand. Do you guys feel like a, well, first off, how impressive uh, do you find that now that we know that that was the case in the Western Conference Finals? But how do you think that's going to impact him going into the finals as well? I don't think it's going to impact him at all. And he showed that in the last game against against the Clippers. Like, I think he's he's gotten past that, right? It took him a couple games to get past that, but he's gotten past it. And if you if you noticed in that in that game three, he got hit on the on the hand. I thought it was like maybe he, he almost dislocated a finger or something like that because he kept right. he kept shaking he his kept hand shaking over and over again. Yeah. And then the next couple games, he was wearing uh, tape on both of those fingers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I thought very much so that was maybe a dislocation or something to that effect. So I, apparently that 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 tendon or whatever of uh, the nerve um, is is got to be somewhere around that those fingers. Um, so the fact that he took that off and played yeah. in in game six. 
and and was still able to fall through. And if anybody out there, uh, there's a lot of you out there that have played ball. If you have anything going on with these two digits right here, that makes it incredibly difficult to follow through and and finish your shot. And the fact that he dropped 41 in game seven six out of eight threes. Absolutely. I mean, the longer silly. the shot, the harder it is too. Like any issues with with your digits on shooting is just incredible. Um, the fact that Devin Booker decided no mask, and and CP decided no tape going into game six. You knew it, it was. <laughs> It was over for the Clippers. I mean, the Clippers, that that was some advantages that the Clippers had against the Suns. Just like, look, looking back on it, LeBron James was a shell of himself in that first round series, even though he played all the games. Devin Booker and Chris Paul have been shells of themselves for different reasons. Um, and, you know, we give them, we man, Chris Paul, did, how much crap did he take between mm. Monday night and Wednesday from fans, from non-fans from everybody just saying oh my god this guy's gone he's washed up i thought he had post-covid i thought he had you know fatigue from covid yeah um maybe he does even a little bit but he certainly it was his hand <laughs> that was holding him back i mean it's just crazy what he survived but, in but, this also, theory. but also i mean i i I understand the hand, but to go back to your point, Dave, I don't think we're talking about the hand when we're talking about his performance in game four and five because it just looked like he didn't even have the energy yeah, to okay. get to where he wanted to go. You know what I mean? Like, And I was concerned about that too. I was like, damn, is, is, did COVID take that much of a toll on my man? Like, Is he really like struggling this much? Because he wasn't even trying to get to the basket, let alone right. you know, missing those little bunnies that he usually makes. So. I completely agree with your your mindset on on that before Game Six for sure. Yeah, Look, no, he. Uh, I, I had COVID, and it took me weeks to feel full energy again. And after I was testing negative. And and we know Dave is uh, in that shape of a professional athlete. At, at seventy eight, <laughs> hey, that has that nothing great. to do with the shape you're in. It's your lungs. Your lungs no, don't I have. Don't. They are a muscle, but it's not the same kind of thing. He, could, he couldn't go back to back stat me's at that time. That's, no, that's the reason. No, why. Chris Paul would have stopped at one stat me. <laughs> well, look. It, Obviously, Game Six of the Eastern <laughs> Conference Finals happening tonight. We're recording this on Saturday morning. We may know who the Suns are facing, but who do you want to face? Bobby Mark said he doesn't think it matters. He's got Suns in five either way. Where do you guys land? Uh, let's start with you, with you Saul. Uh, I, I want to see the Bucks. Um, but to, to be honest, I want to see the team that has their star healthiest first. So yeah. if it's Trey Young, then I want to see the Hawks. If it's Giannis, then I want to see the Bucks. But I want one of those two to be in the series. Um, because I just don't feel like it, it would be um, I mean, it would be fun for us, don't get me wrong, to hoist the championship, that'd be great. But you know, you still want to see the stars, right? You still want to see, you know, the the premier players in this league and see how you match up and, and play against them in, on the big stage. And we've had success against the Bucks, like with Giannis being one thousand percent healthy. Like, you know, we beat the Bucks in Milwaukee. If you guys remember Devin Booker getting fouled by PJ Tucker in the corner, like you know, so the Suns, for whatever reason, even in their 19 win season, they yes. beat the Bucks twice. We're able to beat the Jamal Bucks. Crawford hitting that step back shot in Milwaukee, and then somehow pulling off the magic here in Phoenix. Like, for whatever reason, the Suns understand the Bucks, and and I and I want to see the. I would like to see Giannis and the Bucks come. Um, but if you if if Trey is healthy and Giannis wouldn't wouldn't be in game one or two of the finals, then I'd rather see the Hawks. 
Guys, watch games when you're watching game six tonight. <clears throat> remember this. I pointed this out to my fiance uh, a few uh, games ago, and we pointed when we noticed it every single time. The Bucks are a bunch of Dario's out there. They <laughs> they kind of stumble, bumble around. They're not the the smoothest athletes. Even look, Giannis is an incredible athlete, but he's a little bit of a bumbler out there when he drives into the basket. You watch Dario play. They're kind of a and and Rob uh, uh, Brooke Lopez is just a big Dario. I would love to play the fully healthy, top of their game Bucks in a finals, just because I still think the Suns will win in five or six because the Suns are that good this year. They're that good. If they play the Hawks, it would be a fun series to watch because it, especially with a healthy Trey Young, you got to have healthy Trey Young. You got Bogey, who used to be a Suns draft pick is now playing for them and doing well. Kevin Herter is like a poor man's Devin Booker. Well, actually, he's a poor man's um, – shit, who's the guy in Miami who was a poor man's Devin Booker? Tyler, Tyler Hero. Hero. So, yeah, you got Kevin Herter, who's a poor man's Tyler Hero, who was a poor man's Devin Booker. You've got a lot of – Clint Capella plays well against DA. That would be a fun series, but it wouldn't be as much of a, as, as much of a uh, challenge for the Suns. I want the best challenge, so I want the Suns to play the Bucks. I'd be shocked if Trey Young doesn't play tonight. Oh, he'll play yeah, for same. sure. Yeah, he'll play. And then they're going to play Giannis if they have. I cannot believe Giannis is still okay. Did you guys see that? Yeah. Holy crap. He have you ever so have you ever hyperextended your, your leg? Yes. Not that far? Yeah. I've, I've done oh that. I've done God. it once. And it took about a week to come back. And then once you come back, it's like you're trying to, to tell yourself, like it won't happen okay. again, right? Yeah. You you yeah. hope it will. And, and all I was all I did at the time was just step to go back to the other side of the court, and I hyperextended my leg. I didn't come down like that. That that's brutal. Yeah, how does he not have much strains in his in his tendons though? That, he I probably does. That. He probably does. Well, that's why he's not back. Yeah. 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 So I, I look at it this way: Would you rather fight a deer or a hawk? And I would rather uh, fight a deer. I, I'm, not, I'm less afraid <laughs> of a deer than than a hawk. A hawk has talons; they can they can swoop and hurt you. <laughs> look, I, I'm, you know, look, ah! yeah, with no, the deer, I'm, all we got to do is turn on the headlights. <laughs> look, deers deers are afraid of orange. Yeah, when you're you know when you're hunting, you, you, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Anyways, dumb dumb hunting and uh, and animal reference. But look, I think Bobby Marks was right. The Hawks have the speed that could be problematic for the Suns, you know, and and I think that that and and the weird matchups the Suns have had against the Hawks over the last couple of years, I'm not sure that I really want to to face them. Uh, I, I want to face the Bucks again. I think it's a better matchup, but I also think it'll be a better series. And and I want to see some good basketball in this too. Uh, yes, the the end goal is the Suns to have the championship trophy, but I'd also like to enjoy some some good basketball. And I just feel like a Bucks Sun series would be uh, be much more entertaining, much more. Uh, it, it would actually be a, the the appropriate capstone for for this Suns uh, Sun season. Yeah, especially considering the coin flip. Exactly. Oh, you get to exercise all demons. <laughs> How many this, years later? Is it? <laughs> Six, 1969 was the coin flip, but everybody says that's where the curse started. So if you beat the franchise that supposedly that started, you've exercised the demons, right? You're now now you can enjoy a championship and maybe game. multiple runs. So <laughs> the long right. game, yes. Yeah, exactly. You get the long game. Hey, one more thing before we get out of here that I want to bring up. Uh, my younger brother actually sent this to me. He found a tweet, a Twitter exchange 
from it started with the Suns and then it became between Devin Booker and The Rock. And when you look at this first tweet here, Devin Booker from the Phoenix Suns, it's a photo of Devin Booker uh, on the sidelines. It was when he was injured in, in 2017. He missed a game. He was wearing a turtleneck and a chain, very much like The Rock's famous picture in the Suns tweeted. <laughs> Devin Booker with a turtleneck and a chain reminds us of someone who was equally electrifying. What do you think, The Rock? And The Rock actually uh, responds to saying, the only difference is I'm wearing cheap silver jewelry and a fake tag watch. My rookie days were lean. Devin's doing much better. Uh, so that's, uh, you know, and then it was a, a hand emoji, uh, that kind of call me. And then Devin Booker responds to this, Ha, just running by this. You know, I can't keep up with you, bro. I have to try the fanny pack next. Also, can't wait to check out the new Jumanji. <laughs> and so The Rock replies back yet again. Ha ha, make you a deal. When you hold up that Larry O'Brien trophy one day, I'll make sure you have a personalized fanny pack ready to throw on. Keep chasing that greatness, brother. So we're talking, that was twenty four or 2017, right? And I don't think The Rock really expected it. But you know what, you jabroni? You better be ready with that custom fanny pack for Devin Booker when he hoists that Larry O'Brien trophy and four more wins. Your candy ass better have that done for Devin Booker because he's going to be a champion soon. You got that, brother? I want to see The Rock provide Devin Booker, D-Book, with that custom fanny pack. Can you smell what the fanny pack is cooking? Oh <laughs> that was a mixture of the rock and hulk hogan because yep. hulk hogan always says brother yep i had to <laughs> i had to go with the two wrestlers i actually know and had to had to do that we had to we had to have a little fun with it. i want to see the rock give <laughs> devin booker an actual fanny pack in yes. time for for that for the championship Board parade side, if it happens. handed to him as the as the clock you know goes down exactly I, I like wow. I I want I want that so bad now because it is it is the most ridiculous part of what this championship run could be is the rock paying up on on a four-year-old tweet to Devin Booker about a fanny pack. Like I'm gonna have that, to ask Devin about that if I get a chance because I mean there's a million questions. Dave, up Dave, what do you think about Jumanji? What do I think? It doesn't about? matter what you think about Jumanji. <laughs> <laughs> look i i it just to me that would be hilarious to, to just have that happen like when when devin booker comes out dressed like that too like like the original photo i this is what sports is about is fun ridiculousness yeah. and that's what i that's what i need so i thought thought we could have a little fun i haven't done espo's big board in a while so i thought i would do something ridiculous Guys, like that a, that was great significant donation by the way yes coach yes. fallen founder thank Fallen's you for founder. Your Woo! 105 donation to the show uh we will probably be using that to pay off our swears for kids debt because we have <laughs> we have gone over our budget with those post-game shows with these swears yeah. for kids there yeah. we go dave Dave just donated $105 to Swears for Kids. <laughs> Thank you, and, Coach. And King Mo, obviously, a little I bit earlier. I promise I'll make the donation. Just give it to me. And, and King, King Mo, we King. appreciate you for uh, donating as yes. well. Yes. And, and I agree. Money. I think that, so uh, that DeAndre Ayton would destroy Brooke Lopez in a pick and roll. So, 
Yeah. Well, look at that. I think I think an hour and ten minutes, three guests, some uh, two promos, and me doing an impression of the Rock is probably enough and an for Espo one episode of the Solar Panel. That's right. So we will we will wrap it up here. Any final thoughts, gentlemen? Dave, let's start with you. Well, by the time we uh, do this again, just the three of us uh, will be at least uh, a game into the finals, if not two, depending on if the. I think if the Bucks win tonight, the finals would start Tuesday. If they lose tonight, then it would win start Thursday. Yes. Um, so I'm going to predict the Suns win the opening game of the finals, no matter who they play, because they're going to want to uh, do do a better showing for their home home crowd after losing Game Five in that last series. This is going to be a great, great finals to watch. It, you know, uh, the Valley's been waiting for something like this for quite a while. I, I mean, was it 2015 since uh, a Valley sports team has been in the conference championship? I think the Cardinals um, and, and none of our local teams, uh, at, at least with the major sports, you know, football and basketball um, have, have really done anything. And so, um, you know, it's it's. Yeah, well, and I was also including college in that, you know, and so it's refreshing to get this. Uh, I think everybody around the Valley and the state, for that matter, um, has been waiting for something like this, and and it's pulled everybody together. I'm excited just to see the camaraderie around the Valley. Um, I've seen signs everywhere, go Suns, and it's just, it it reminds me of 93 because I was an eighth grader in 93, and I remember just going around the Valley and seeing everybody like spray painting the cars and and all this stuff, and it it just warms my heart. And so it's going to be a fun ride, and I can't wait to see what happens. And man, you know, if if we are fortunate enough to have a parade, uh, a championship parade, it's going to be lit. And hot. Because it'll and be in the middle of July. Yes. Can we yes. do it at night like they did at the airport? Can we just make it a 1 a.m. parade? Even then, it's 95. It's not that much better. But, hey, look, I, I agree with you, Dave. I think game one is going to be uh, something that has not been felt in this town. I think it'll be seismic in the way that fans react. Uh, and I really hope they get the first two wins uh, in the series for selfish reasons because I will be sitting – uh, one one ticket, last row in the upper deck for game two. My younger brother, my Ooh. wife, and a bunch of family members surprised me with a uh, with one ticket to the game the other day. Uh, since uh, apparently it's a mortgage payment to be able to go see <laughs> one of these games, uh, they they surprised me. So I'm excited to be out there for game two, and uh, I can't wait to experience. We'll have those to get things. a picture together, the three of us, because aren't you going too, Saul? Are you, are you doing... Uh, I, I'm waiting to see if I got approved for credentials, but uh, awesome. you know... I t- got t- my t- approval. I'm ready. I'm ready yeah, t- t- tickets are hard to come by right now, so uh, yeah, we'll are. see. So, look, it, it it should be a fun ride. Suns fans, enjoy every second of this. Like Win, lose, draw. This will be fun. Uh, I hope there's not a tie. That would be god awful. But uh, also, what uh, wouldn't shock me after the last 18 months of the world, uh, some kind of tie in an NBA Finals. But no, enjoy, enjoy this ride. It is going yeah. to be fun. It has been fun so far. We will be here every step of the way with post game shows. We're working on some big, big interviews for you as well. We're going to be doing shows. Uh, 
more shows than you've ever experienced over this series. You, we're going to be here for you. So let's get it. Let's uh, let's say goodbye to, to to Dave King, not for good, just for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dave's look on his face is is an awkward transition there. It was an awkward it was transition awesome. there. Dave, it's been fantastic. We are going to be replacing you with uh, <laughs> with a former player for the rest of the run. No, uh, oh, just cool. kidding, Dave. That was a misstep. Uh, he is the silver fox you can find him at dave king nba the nba is there because he's covering real basketball for the first time in his life he's going to be at an <laughs> nba finals covering a game so dave uh, enjoy game one you can follow the caramel thunder from down under it's at saul underscore bookman the underscore is there because you need somewhere to put the damn larry o'brien trophy when it comes to phoenix and that oh, yeah. that's as good of a spot as any and you can follow the show at Sun Solar Panel. You can follow me at Espo. We appreciate you, and we will talk to you soon here on the Solar Panel. Ahoy, hoy. You know, when we channel our energy the right way, we can make big things happen like tonight. Three-pointer. Pitch. Devin Booker on fire. Rattle looking. Throws it. Alley. Oh! I'm just so happy for all the people around me. You know what I mean? And to do it here in L.A. with the Clippers, that's my family too. We didn't want to do a game seven. We want to do it here tonight. Chris Paul is in the NBA Finals. What do you think when you hear that sentence? Man, it sounds damn good.